Have you ever had any questions about the Bible that you just couldn't get a solid answer for? Perhaps someone gave you answers, but they were confusing or not biblical. You tuned in at the right time and place to find real answers from God's Word, the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. Be sure to turn your radio down when you call. Live from Guam, join us now for Straight from the Bible with Pastor Louis Moffness. Hello and good afternoon. Welcome to another time of Straight from the Bible. And we are very glad that you're tuned in to our Bible question and answer program. It's live here at Joy FM. And we would like to invite you as we begin uh, our program to join us for prayer. Let's pray. Our wonderful God, our loving Savior Jesus, we thank you for, uh, for bringing us to yourself with your word, with the Bible. Thank you for answering our questions. And we know that you're going to do that today. And we ask for your spirit to be our teacher and to accompany us in this program. And we thank you for our friends who are listening. Please bless them as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, my name is Pastor Louis Moffness, and with me is my wonderful wife, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. So glad to see you today. Hi, Pastor Moffness. Thank you for having me with you today. I'm very glad that uh, it's good to have a good partner. And uh, for those of you who know, she is my wife, and so she's my life partner. (laughs) And uh, we are very glad to have you join us as well. You're tuned in to Joy FM. This is 91.9, and this is the time where you can call in your Bible questions. Now, if you have a question about God or anything Bible-related, related now that now is a time to uh, pick up your phones and dial the numbers that Jessica is going to give you. And so I'm going to ask Jessica to give you those contact information so that you can get your question to us. All right. If you are from the island of Guam, the number to dial is 472-1111. That's 472-1111. If you are calling from Saipan, Tinian, or Rota, that number is 323-1113. That's 323-1113. You're welcome to text or WhatsApp your question if you'd like to. That's 671-686-9999. 686-9999. If you'd like to email your question, you're welcome to do so. That's Bible at joyfmradio.net. B-I-B-L-E at joyfmradio.net. We are also live on Facebook. You're welcome to check us out there. You can put your questions in the comment section. That's joyfm, I'm sorry, facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. There you go. And yes, you can leave your question there in the comment section. We'll see it right away. And if you're listening to this broadcast at any other time besides Monday from 5 to 6 p.m., then you are listening to a rebroadcast. We're very glad that you're, you're tuned in during this time of a rebroadcast, but you can still call in your question. You can still leave it with Joy FM. You can still email us. But, of course, the, the, next, uh, the next program is when we're going to answer your question. And so go ahead and ring our phones, Let light up our phone lines, and our wonderful operators are standing by. Our lines are open. Now is the time for you to take advantage and call in your question, and either Jessica or I will, an- or will look through the scriptures to find the Bible answer. Okay, so Jessica, while we're allowing our friends who are listening to pick up their phones and call, why don't we take a look at some of the questions that have come to us through email? So what do we have there? All right, so we have a question through email. It says, is there a place for the turmoil in U.S. Congress 
and former President Trump's persistent lies in U.S. prophecy. Okay. In other words, does the Bible say anything related to or close to these events? Okay. Uh, so we're talking about um, some people uh, are criticizing the former president. Uh, some untruths there in that question. Mm. And uh, Congress and turmoil. Um, well, the, the Bible does say in the book of Matthew chapter 24 that there will be um, wars and rumors of wars, and so that's uh, uh, that that would indicate um, turmoil in political in political circles. And uh, I believe in the book of Luke, and I'm going to look it up now, and where it talks about um, uh, talks about distress of nations. I'm so uh, I'm going to type that in and see if I can find it. And yes, it's Luke twenty-one twenty-five, and perhaps we can turn there. And so let's go to Luke twenty-one twenty-five, and let's read what it says. Uh, would you like to help us out there, Jess? It says, "And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring." So we see the seas and the waves roaring, and that, of course, is regarding to nature. In other words, the mm. you know it could be referring to huge tsunamis, um, but it, it does say distress of nations. And so, yes, there would be political turmoil and strained political relationships between nations. Distress of nations could also mean that because of the natural uh, disasters that are surrounding them, all the nations, and that means all the people, are. Well, pretty much distressed mm -hmm. and not sure of what's going on. And so we can see a lot of turmoil, well, throughout the world, not just in political circles, but, but everywhere, really. The, the last days are not going to be, how can you say, uh, entirely predictable. And um, there seems to be a lot of indication that the people of the world will not be um, at peace or safety. There will be a lot of peace or safety messages going around. In other words, trying to calm the people down. But no, uh, this the Bible does say that in the last days there will be a lot of distress, there will be a lot of turmoil. And so that's how I could probably uh, offer to answer that question about uh, what's happening in U.S. politics now. And, um, you know, some, <laughs> the, the truth is uh, um, many times... I hear people say, oh, it's it's so bad now, uh, you know, like it's never been before. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I forget. Uh, sometimes I think we forget just how bad it used to be, <laughs> you know, in uh, in U.S. government. And I think sometimes we also forget that the the future isn't going to uh, the future isn't going to make. Uh, isn't, well, I'm trying to use the words here, but I think future turmoil is going to make today's um, uh, days, you know, political atmosphere to be, you know, relatively uh, peaceful. So uh, in the future, the only safety we have is with Jesus. The only, the only peace that we can promise anybody in the future is not through politics or not through uh, society, but the only peace we have in meeting the last days and the last things that's going to come upon the world uh, would be to have that peace in Jesus Christ, and he will be your assurance uh, through the storms that will be coming or are happening. Right. And so we can look forward to Jesus Christ taking good care of his people. And I would, I would encourage people to look to Jesus instead of to 
uh, to politics and uh, or put their trust in world leaders entirely. Uh, did you want to add anything to that, Jessica? Well, you know, we know that uh, the, there's a great controversy happening behind mm. the scenes, even though uh, we don't see everything. We know that there's a continuous battle going on right. uh, between God and his holy mm. angels Very and Satan true. and his evil angels. And it's just it, it it's important the choices we make on a daily basis, mm. whether uh Congress or the president is doing things behind scenes, uh, behind doors that we don't know what's going on. Right. Uh, I like how you said we need to trust God mm. and continuously That's make right. decisions toward heaven and choosing Him um, instead of maybe things we see in the news or mm. uh, things we hear about. Usually, when we see the news, it's uh, it's uh, never never good news. It's always depressing. <laughs> it's always it's always things that that cause cause us to worry. But when we look to Jesus, we have, well, we have a person who lifts our cares and worries. And we can thank God for that. Right. And and he does, uh, you know, like you said in Matthew 24, you know, how God, uh, Jesus warns us about the last days and all kinds of things are going to be happening, happening right. like nations against nation and mm-hmm. kingdom against king- kingdoms, pestilences, which is what's happening right now. For, uh, pestilences in diverse places. Earthquakes right? all over the places. Uh, different places and and things like that so we just gotta this is a time where we really gotta look to god because we know that our redemption draws near amen and we we have to trust him because it even says that hearts of men will be failing because of fear and this is the time we need Mm -hmm. to strengthen our faith so that we won't fall in fear absolutely Okay, Pastor okay. Well, that's I think we I think we mm-hmm. did sufficient um, um, guidance through the scriptures about that. So why don't we take a look at another question while we're waiting for our friends to call? All right. So another question comes in uh, through email. This is from Amani, and it says, "When Ju- Judas, I'm assuming this is Judas, mm-hmm. disobeyed Jesus, why was he ever a disciple?" Well, that's a very good question. Why was he ever a disciple? <laughs> mm. You know, um, Jesus, he he says that, uh, have I not chosen 12 of you and one of you is a demon? <laughs> in, right. in other words, you know, I, I, I believe that Jesus loved each and every one of his disciples. But one disciple decided to, well, to not be faithful, to not love Jesus. And he betrayed him. He betrayed Jesus. He sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And yes, his name was Judas. Now, when we're talking about uh, why was G- uh, Judas a disciple, the word disciple means a student. And there's a verse in the book of John that I thought would be good. And it says in John chapter 6, verse 37. Um, did you want to read that, Jessica? I can. Okay, John chapter 6, verse 37. There's a promise here, and it's important. It says, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. Now, that's very interesting. Jesus says, Every, anyone who comes to me I will not cast out. I right. will not turn you away. Right. I will not say get away from me. If you come to me, I will accept you. It's just that. Now, that's wonderful if you think about mm-hmm. it because we don't ever have to wonder, will Jesus accept me? The answer is yes, he will. Right. He says, if you come to me, it's really because the, the Father is drawing you. Now, 
Judas, I believe we have reason to believe that he was a disciple who came to Jesus. I don't believe uh, Jesus, you know, I don't think it was like Peter and Andrew or James and John where Jesus went to them or like Matthew, the tax collector, and he said to them, follow me. Right. This, there was one disciple and you find this uh, this uh, story in the book of Matthew chapter 8. And in the math, in Matthew chapter 8 and looking at verse um, 19 and 20. And I think you're there already, Jessica. Would you like to read that for us? It says, Then a certain scribe came and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Now, I've read, I've read commentaries saying that this disciple who's coming up and saying, Master, I'll follow you wherever you go. You know, almost like a, almost a, he's almost um, pressing himself into <laughs> right. the, the circle of Jesus' friends, mm-hmm. the disciples. Uh, he's saying, I want to follow you. And so he's kind of like signing up. Uh, here, we don't see Jesus saying to him, follow me. We see him saying that to the next person where he says, uh, he's, he's, um, uh, it's not, it's, uh, yeah, where he tells another disciple, follow me. And this other disciple says, let me first go bury my father. But this one, he pushes himself in. And Jesus, he doesn't reject. Right. But he doesn't say, I choose you either. He simply says, if you follow me, I don't have anywhere to, to lay my head. Right. I, if, you want mo- if you're following me for money, there's no money in it for you. If you're following me for fame or for any other kind of gain, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man doesn't even have a place to lay his head. Um, my, my ministry is, uh, Jesus is saying my ministry is often a ministry of hardship, mm-hmm. rejection, and et cetera, et cetera. Now, there are many people who, there, there are commentaries I've read that say that was probably Judas. That was probably Judas who tried to push himself in, and Jesus did not reject him. But he kept his promise that he said in John 6, verse 37, anyone who comes to me, I will not cast them right. out. So why was Judas a disciple? Well, because Jesus accepted him. He mm-hmm. accepted him when Judas came to him. And so Jesus is very gracious, and he wanted Judas to be um, in connection with his love and with his grace and with his teachings right. uh, in hopes that it would change Judas. Of course, Jesus knew what Judas was all about, but there was always hope for him. He was, there was always hope for Judas to change. Did he have something it's, to say? Yeah, it's it's um it's it. You can say he gave Judas a fair try. He did. He gave gave him a chance, and he tried. Uh, Jesus Jesus himself tried because he let Judas come in. He showed him his ways. He showed him his goodness. Right. His goodness. He showed um, him you know, his teachings. His teachings. He was even among the other disciples that went out healing. Right. Um, you know, and cast miracles. At that time, they, and Judas became an apostle. Right. right. And so he was among uh, the other disciples doing all kinds of things. And, and he saw Jesus and his goodness. And, and yet he still chose to betray him. Yeah. So even though it was his choice, it was his choice, and and you know God is a gen, uh, a perfect gentleman, and he accepted uh, Judas's choice. Yes, 
And you know the thing about uh, the thing about Judas is that he could have been one of the most honored disciples. You know the Bible actually says there that that disciple was a scribe. That means yep. he was smart. <laughs> right. He was he was a well educated person. So um, Judas could have been. Uh, he could have gone down in history as a faithful disciple, just just as much as the other disciples. Um, why was he even a disciple? Okay, now here's a question: We're disciples. Now, how many disciples? How many of us who are disciples of Jesus, we're learning from Jesus? How many of us have disobeyed? Right. How many of us have uh, let God down? Um, I think that, you know, we, I guess it's true. We can look at Judas as a bad example. But before we're too hard on Judas, we should look at ourselves mm-hmm. and ask. And here's the question. Am I a disciple and am I faithful? Um, many times we look at the Bible and uh, Bible characters and we say, oh, Judas, how could you mess up so much? Well, what about what about me? You know, and I need to learn from Judas and avoid his mistakes. That may be a good reason why he's even in the Bible, is to serve as a warning and a lesson for us to learn learn from and take heed. Right. Mm. So, although we can't, although we can feel incredibly sorry for Judas, at least his example. Um, won't be wasted. It can teach us many things. Right, and God is still giving us a chance as well learn yes. to learn of Him mm-hmm. and to change. To change, to and God like wants him. us to change, right. Okay, thank you very much, Amani, for that question. That was a good question, and I certainly love it when this young lady gives questions. So I hope she gives another one. All right. Uh, it looks like we have about 10 minutes left in our break. Uh, before we take our break, I should say. We have about 10 minutes left. And so let me give you those phone numbers again so you can call. If you're calling from Guam, the number is 472-1111. 472-1111. That is if you're calling from Guam. If you're calling from Saipan, Tinian, or Rota, then please dial 323-1113. 323-1113. Now, if you would like to join us on Facebook, you may. And you can go to facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Or you may email us your question, b-i-b-l-e at joyfmradio.net. Bible at joyfmradio.net. We'll be so glad to take your question, but please take advantage of the time that is left to us. Pick up your phone right now and dial. Oh, and if you're on Facebook, go ahead and just leave your question there on the comment section. Okay. Jessica, do we have any other questions waiting for us? Okay, Pastor Moffness, we do have another question that did come in through email. Um, yeah, through email. So here, Exodus 16, verse 29. It says, God wants us to stay home and rest on the Sabbath. So is it even necessary to go to church? Good question. Okay. Now, I would like to read that verse in Exodus Exodus 16. And what verse? I'm sorry, I forget. Exodus chapter 16. Was it uh, 29? 29. Okay. It says... See, for that the Lord hath given you the Sabbath. Therefore he giveth you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Abide ye every man in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the Sabbath, on the seventh day. And verse 30 says, So the people rested on the seventh day. 
Okay, so here we need to take into context what's being spoken of here. God was not putting everybody on house arrest mm. on the Sabbath day. He wasn't. Right. He wasn't saying, "Don't you dare go outside, uh, stay in, stay indoors." He, the the story here is about the the story of the manna. Right. And um, Jessica, what was the story of the manna? God, yeah, he was giving his people. So he was giving his people extra manna on Friday hmm. so that they can gather up. Now, what is manna? Uh, manna is, they said it's kind of like a little wafer. It's like bread. bread. Sweet, that. like honey, mm-hmm. bread from heaven. Bread from heaven. It was it was there on the on the ground before the sun would rise. Right. And so they were, every day they were supposed to take up just enough for that day. Right. But then you were saying something on the sixth day. But on Friday... Mm-hmm. Because it was a preparation day right before the Sabbath. Right. And God didn't want um, his people to be cooking on the Sabbath. Or gathering. Or gathering. He would give extra manna on that day so that they can gather for that day and for the next day, which is Sabbath. Right. Now, one thing I, I, we forgot to mention was that um, when they gathered up enough for one day, they were supposed to gather only for that day. They couldn't gather extra for the next day right uh if that happened then it would breed worms and it would stink i could read it right here if you want me to oh please go ahead so verse 22 and so it was on the sixth day that they gathered twice as much bread two omers for each one and all the rulers of the congregation came and said told moses then he said to them this is what the lord had said tomorrow is a sabbath rest a holy sabbath to the lord bake what you will bake today and boil what you will boil and lay up for yourselves all that remains to be kept until morning. So they laid it up till morning as Moses commanded, and it did not stink, nor were there any worm in it, worms in it. Then Moses said, Eat that today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day of the Sabbath there will be none. Hmm. So here, the miracle of the manna lasting over uh, the sixth day into the seventh day, uh-huh. the Sabbath. Right. And it's in this context that says you, uh, God said, or Moses said, you won't, God said through Moses, right. you will not find it outside on the seventh day. Mm-hmm. So don't go out to look for it. Right. That's what he was talking about. He wasn't mm-hmm. saying, please stay home and, uh, all day Sabbath and don't go to church. Right. As a matter of fact, there is a very, very um, plain and clear New Testament uh, verse in the book of Hebrews that says we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Right. But even more so as the last days come upon us. Mm. So, no, God is very, very interested in bringing us together to worship in his holy house. Right. Um, that's You see that not just in the New Testament, but of course all throughout the Old Testament. Uh, so this verse is not talking about about uh, neglecting church, neglecting worship at church. It's simply talking about doing work for food. That's what it's talking about. So I certainly hope that that answered the question for Exodus chapter 16. And uh, I wonder if there's anything... Um, yeah, you, you know, I Anything really... Anything else that I should say to make that clear? You know, Pastor Moffness, uh-huh. I really like how you brought out the... the, the oh, I'm sorry, the, I was trying to find that, that, that text in Hebrew about forsaking the assembly. Oh, yeah, um, you can find that... Uh, sorry, I was trying to find <laughs> that right now. 
<laughs> okay, I'll race you to it. Um, you'll find it. In, oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Just give us a second here. <laughs> give us a second here as we, we're not typing as fast as we need to be. Okay. So anyway, I like what you said, how God said not to forsake the uh, um the congregation Hebrews basically. ten twenty five. Hebrews ten, okay. <laughs> Allow me to read it because yes. uh-huh. Hebrews ten twenty five says, "Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching." So, in other words, we shouldn't be going to church less. We should be going to church more, more. <laughs> especially as we see the day coming. Right, especially these last days. I mean, it says, as you see the day approaching, that day it's talking about Christ's second coming. Exactly. So, as we get closer and closer to a second coming, the more and more we should be uh, gathering together at our se- with, our, with other believers to help encourage each other. Because the days are going to get rougher and rougher mm. and tribulation is going to start kicking in and all kinds of things it, in the last days. It, it makes sense to come together and worship because as the day is approaching, we need our faith to be built up. We need right. our faith to be strengthened, um, strengthened ins- inspired, encouraged. Mm-hmm. Thank you for using that word. And when we go to worship and pray together as a family, it does something to help our faith. And that is so valuable that God says, don't forsake, (laughs) don't forsake uh, coming together and assembling for worship. And so please don't let the Sabbath day be uh, a reason not to go to church. Let it be the best reason to go and worship with God's um, children. Right. Okay. Now it looks like we have two minutes into our break and we're so very glad that you have tuned in, but now is the time to get ready. Uh, Well, we're going to be taking a break in just a couple of minutes, but why don't you go ahead and get your Bible question ready? Now I I do Bible studies during the week and many people, when I'm at the Bible study, people say, I have a question, but maybe I'll ask, maybe I'll ask it on Monday. Okay. Well, if you're listening, those of you, you know who you are. I've I've been to your homes, (laughs) had Bible study with you. You promised. So go ahead and call. (laughs) 472-1111-472-1111-323-1113 if you're living in Saip or if you're calling from Saipan, Tinian, or Rhoda. The CNMI can call 323-1113. And of course, no matter where you are, anywhere in the world, you can go online and look at us, look at our faces on Facebook. <laughs> And uh, that's forward. That's uh, facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. We'll be so glad to take your question um, through any of these means. And uh, we are we're, we're ready to take your question. And uh, Justin, you know, before we go into our uh-huh. break, before we go into our break, yes. you know, this is one of the reasons why the Sabbath day is, you know, the question we were just uh, a- answering. That's why the Sabbath day is to be a blessing. It's, uh, I, I guess when I heard that question, you know, is it even necessary to go to church? Unfortunately, too many people look at the act of going to church as something of a chore. Uh, sh- can I just stay home? Right. But when you look at it differently, when you look at it as the Sabbath is a day of rest, the Sabbath is a day of, of love and, a, and of worship and togetherness, not only with God, but with his people, then it's no longer a burden. Now it's a blessing. 
Okay, we're going to be taking a break, and uh, so please stay tuned. We're not done. We'll be right back after this. Something happens when you give. It's a choice made in response to a need. It's a wrestling match as you determine how it will impact your finances. It's a letting go as you surrender all that doesn't make sense about giving. The adventure begins once you've made the decision to give. You might feel overwhelmed knowing that all you've ever had has been a gift from God. You might feel overjoyed knowing God is using you to make a change for someone else. You might overflow with a sense of generosity because you see how it affects others. Giving changes things for us, changes things in you, changes things for others. God continues to meet needs through His people. And when He does, He rejoices. And He's using you to inspire the joy. Joy FM, family-friendly radio. Welcome back to the second half of Straight from the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. You can email your questions anytime to Bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit your questions online to joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us now for Straight from the Bible. Hello and welcome back to the second half of Straight from the Bible. Here in the studios of Joy FM, we got Pastor Moftis here on my right side. <laughs> You're welcome <laughs> to come check us out. We'd love to hear from you if you have any Bible questions. You're welcome to give us a call if you are from the island of Guam. That number is 472-1111. If you are from Saipan, Tinian, or Rota, we'd love to hear from you just as much. That number is 323-1113. You're welcome to text us or WhatsApp us at 686-671-FIRST, mm-hmm. 686-9999. You're welcome also to email your Bible questions. We have been getting a, quite a number of those as well. That's Bible at joyfmradio.net. Or you can check us out on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. But we'd love to hear from you. So please go ahead and pick up your your phone and give us a call. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions concerning anything about the Bible. And it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, thing to be here with you. And I, you know, Jessica, you, you, mm-hmm. you were thinking of something else that a person might be wondering about. Um, going to church. Right, because of stuff you were saying earlier. Mm, And and I'm sure there are a lot of people who want to go to church, but Mm. maybe they they may be introverted or maybe they're just not Uh comfortable Uh or maybe it's not for whatever reason. And they want to. They know it's right. They know it's right. But so what can we say to help encourage them? Well, you know, there's something about um, what Jesus said. Um, actually, it's the Apostle Paul. He was quoting Jesus in the book of Acts 20, verse 35. In the book of Acts chapter 20, verse 35, it says, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, when a Christian realizes that it's not all about 
himself mm-hmm. or when the Christian realizes it's not all about herself. Right. Church should never be looked at as a place just to go to be entertained or even just to go and get my blessing. What if we looked at church a different way? What if I went there to bless somebody else? Mm. And in giving that, you get a bigger blessing than just always receiving, always receiving. Mm. And so, um, you know, and by the way, just coming to church and somebody seeing you there can encourage them. Sometimes you don't even have to say a thing. They just see you across the church and they say, oh, wow, there's my brother so-and-so or my sister so-and-so. They're here. That's great. It's good to see them. And so just by being there, you're a blessing. And so your your presence is very, very uh, beneficial to somebody else's faith. And that's that's how we should see church. We are there to give glory to God, to give our worship, to return our tithes and offerings, to give our hearts and our ears to him. But we also give to we give to God by giving to the people there in church by mm. giving them uh, a friendly smile or welcoming, saying, hello, it's so good to see you here. How are you doing? Can I pray for you? Can I pray with you right now? Uh, why don't you come to my house for uh, for a Sabbath lunch? You know, there are just so many things that we can do uh, in connection to worship where we're not so focused on ourselves, but instead we do something to bless somebody else who is there. And uh, that's the way Jesus did it when he went to when he went to the temple. He went there. He healed. He taught. He blessed the children. He was he went to church to do something. Yes, it is a house of prayer, but it's not only that you can help somebody in their faith while you're there. So if you look at worship and fellowship as as a way to stop, you know, uh, turn that attention from yourself to other people, then you then you're getting the the whole idea of service and ministry. Right. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking just the gathering of God's people is kind of like a mini heaven. <laughs> I you would know, say in so. Heaven, yes. God's people are going to be gathering all the time. Mm. And wouldn't that be so sad if there was roll call in heaven and your name wasn't there, right? Very true. Um, so it's kind of like the same also with church. If there's if God was to do a roll call for who's at church, now, you know, we understand if a person's sick, you know, things like that. But if it's just for the reason because you just don't want to be there, mm. then that's a different story. And, you know, um, it'd be pretty sad if there was a roll call and your name wasn't there. And or, you'd be greatly missed. And, or how about this? Let's let's uh, say there's a roll call at church and somebody's missing. How should you feel about mm, that? Exactly. You should feel, wow. You know, I mean, if there was a roll call in heaven and a name went, went unanswered, wouldn't that be terrible? Right. And so I, I like that, Jessica, because the Sabbath, because it is a holy day, it is a little slice of heaven. And the way we relate on God's holy day with God's people is the way is the same heart, the same spirit we're going to have in in the the actual kingdom of heaven. Right. So, and, and, so and, it is good to know that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know the Bible does say where your your heart is, 
that where your treasure is, that's where your heart be. Yeah. Uh, that's where your heart will be at. And it's like if your heart is 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 at church with God's people, you'd feel like you missed out on things that <laughs> may have happened. Yes. Or missed out on the sermon, or you know things like that on mm, the fellowship. Miss out on seeing somebody. Right. Missing out on. I'm missing uh, out on some good blessings. Who knows? Something. Maybe somebody shared a wonderful testimony. Oh, and you weren't there to hear it. Oh, that's terrible. You know. Uh, you know what? Why would we want to miss it? Why would we want to miss anything that happens with God's people in his house. Okay, so here's an argument, Pastor Moffness. What if someone says, well, I saw it on Facebook, or (laughs) I can watch it on Zoom. uh, Once more, you can get all the blessings you want, but what did you give? Mm. What did you do to bless somebody? You can't do that um, by yourself, uh, yourself, (laughs) uh, sitting at home eating popcorn and watching something on the screen. Right. You got to get up, and you got to get your hands into, or get your person next to another person and say hello i am so happy to see you right so so much for that argument (laughs) (laughs) it's good to ask these things it is it is and uh it's it's good to know that god has a people and god has a house and god is there and why would we want to miss that right and god would want you to be there if someone walked into his Mm. house for you to greet them right Okay, so Pastor Moffness, we do have another question that did come in Okay, uh, through email. Um, between Jephthah and Abraham, who do you think had more faith? Oh, wow. Okay, between Jephthah and Abraham. Well, um, I guess we got to explain the story <laughs> of each then, huh? Okay, well, Abraham was called the father of the faithful. And he had he believed in God and God counted it to him for righteousness. I'm wondering why this person chose to compare Abraham with Jephthah. Now Jephthah was a person called by God to give um, to give uh, Israel victory over, I believe it was the Ammonites. And here in that story, Jephthah in the Book of Judges, Jephthah. Um, he, he promised the Lord, I will, I will, um, uh, whatever comes out of the door of my house, I will, I will give it to the Lord or I will offer it as a burnt sacrifice and out comes his daughter. Mm. And so the daughter, uh, then encouraged her father to go through with the vow. And so I suppose it took faith. I think it's because both Abraham and Jephthah had to give up their child uh, for God, mm. um, and neither so of them maybe did. Maybe that's probably yeah. what they were thinking. Maybe that's that's the we one don't thing. Know, but yeah, but that's the only thing that I can see are similar between the two. Mm. Uh, Abraham was called to say goodbye to both of his sons. The first one, Ishmael, when God said to listen to Sarah and send him away. And then there was uh, Isaac, where God says, I want you to offer him as a burnt, uh, as an offering and a burnt sacrifice on top of Mount Moriah. And uh, Jephthah was was uh, called to um, give his daughter to the Lord, not as a burnt sacrifice, but as a, as a servant to God for the rest of her days. Um, we, we see that's the, it does take a lot for a father to lose a son or a daughter Mm. it does that's not something any parent ever looks forward to you know hannah in a way had to do that where she she made a promise uh you know if you give me a child i will i will give him to you when he's when he's of age 
And so God gave her Samuel, and she kept her promise. She gave Samuel to priest Eli to remain there for the rest of his life. And so there are many times where a a parent has had to uh, surrender his or her claim over their child because of God's claim over that child. Right. And so it is tough. Uh, who had the bigger faith? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure if uh, faith is um, is measured that way. <laughs> uh, to me, faith is faith. If you trust God, then you trust God. Uh, who trusted God more? Uh, unfortunately, I can't say that. The Bible doesn't uh, make that comparison between Abraham and Jeff and Jephthah. Well, you know, I do have my own thoughts. Mm. Um, yeah. The Abraham is called the father. Father the Abraham. father of the faithful, yeah. Right. And he definitely paved a really, really good road for the rest of us. Mm. For a, he, he even paved the road for Jephthah. Mm. And if anything, he gave a really good example to Jephthah. For Jephthah to follow. For to follow. And it's really important how every one of us are faithful in, our, in each path because we don't know who's behind us. That's you true. Know, if, yes. if we pave the road for other people and mm. uh, or tread, the, tread the path and yeah. and 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 um, the things that we go through and strengthen our faith through through God, of course, and everyone else that comes after us will see that same faith, and then they will be encouraged. Yes. So, if anything, Jephthah may have gotten courage from Abraham, looking at him mm. and what he went through, and he's like, you know, because Abraham treaded this path and he went through this and. He had so much faith, I can do the same thing as well. In other words, he's like, if Abraham can do it, then God help me. (laughs) Right. And we just have to, each and every one of us, have our own path, we understand. And we also have our own faith that we need to work with with God. Right. Because, yes, God all gives us a measure of faith, but we need to exercise that faith with God. So Jephthah also had to exercise faith with the Lord as much as Abraham did, and just as much as we all do. I think I agree with your assessment. Um, whether that means Abraham had more faith, I'll leave that up to God. Mm. But it does seem like at least Jephthah had Abraham's example. Right. At least that. And, and we, I think that that is worth note, uh, noteworthy. So, yes, thank you very much for bringing that out, Jessica. Right. And we should also, you know, realize the, the, the path that we're treading for everyone else behind us, whether it's our children or our grandchildren, or our nephews, nieces, you know, they anyone need to around, say, hey, around us. You know, grand, Grandpappy Lewis yeah. <laughs> or Grandma, grandma uh, Jessica did this, and I'm going to follow that very same example. I would love to shake Abraham's hand and say, <laughs> you know, thank you so much for treading that path and showing us faith. and For going first. <laughs> right, and it had to take a lot of him to leave his hometown for sure. And it did, he had to exercise incredible faith. And for that reason, everybody looks to him, uh, you know, to what, to what real true faith looks like. And of course, above all else, there's Jesus and Jesus, uh, his faith, uh, you know, it it outshines Abraham's. And so I think everybody just owes their faith to Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, well, that is a good question. And, you know, it looks like we have 15 minutes left, and I would love it if our listening friends could light up our phone lines and uh, have our operators take their question, and we would love to hear your voice and hear your question. So go ahead and dial 472-1111, 472-1111. 
And that is if you're calling from Guam. If you're dialing from the CNMI, it's 323-1113. 323-1113. And if you would like to text, you can use WhatsApp. And here is the number, 686-9999. Again, that's 686 686- 9999 and uh, area code 671 and it's free from the CNMI when if you want to do that from Saipan Tinian Oroda now you can go to email and di- and not dial but <laughs> email but uh, b-i-b-l-e at joyfmradio.net again that's bible at joyfmradio.net go to facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio okay now it looks like we um, might have a call being processed and coming over to our uh, area, and we'll see what happens there. But uh, maybe we can take one more uh, question from email, Jessica, while we're waiting for that call. Okay, uh, we do have a written question here. Okay. Will we go to heaven without being baptized? Will we go to heaven without being baptized? You know, one of my favorite verses to turn to regarding baptism is found in the book of Matthew chapter, I'm sorry, not Matthew, but Mark, Mark sixteen sixteen. Now, it's interesting what we read in this verse because it, it, it shows the proper relationship between baptism and faith. In the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 16, and Jessica, could you read that? He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. It says he who believes and is baptized will be saved. So salvation is, first of all, based on belief, in other words, faith. And baptism goes along with that. But then it says, he who does not believe will not be, uh, will be damned. So baptism is simply the outworking of faith. Uh, baptism is simply the works that follow true faith. Uh, a person may not have known to be baptized, and so God's not going to condemn him for something he didn't know. A person may have been impossible. It may have been impossible to be baptized. People hooked up to hospital beds or like the thief on the cross. Now, but they still had faith. And faith is what saves us. But faith without works is dead. And so as soon as a person is able and as soon as a person knows that it's the right thing to be baptized, that person should prepare for baptism right away. Okay, thank you, Pastor Moffness. We do have a person online. Okay. We do have a phone call. All right. So let's go ahead and put this person on the air. Okay, hello. Welcome to Straight from the Bible. You're on the air now. Yes, my question. Yes, go ahead. It's between uh, Esau and uh, Jacob. Esau and Jacob. Esau and Jacob, okay. Yes. Uh, when Sarai uh, and Jacob uh, sold the uh, birthright for... From uh, Esau. When he took the birthright from Esau, yes. Yeah, what kind of blessing they get out of uh, stealing the birthright? Okay, that's a good question, sir. Um, the, now, what happened to get the to get that birthright? Jacob tricked Esau and said, uh, "Oh, sir, can you uh, turn down your radio? I'm getting a big echo." Oh, oh I okay. think he hung up. Looks Let like he hung up. All right. Well, it looks like we lost our caller, but uh, we're thankful for the question. Now, in order to get that, you find this in the book of Genesis chapter 25, Mm -hmm. where Jacob cooked a stew and told Esau, I'll sell you this this food in exchange for your birthright. Now, what is the birthright? 
because time is is slipping away from us very quickly, I'll go ahead and explain it this way. The birthright was the birthright of the firstborn, the one who was born first. This person had spiritual responsibilities mm-hmm. to be the priest of the, of the family. He was going to be the one through whom the Messiah was going to come. And the Messiah was promised, and it would come through Abraham, and it would come through Isaac, not, not uh, Ishmael. And it would come through Isaac's, one of Isaac's sons, either Jacob or Esau, but Esau was the firstborn, and so the Messiah was going to come through his line as the firstborn. That was his birth right. And he was also going to get a larger share of his father's um, properties, you know, the herds, the gold, or whatever the father owned. And so all of those things came from a birthright. Now, Jacob was a very, very spiritual person. He loved spiritual uh, contemplations. He loved the stories of that Ab- grandfather Abraham and, mm-hmm. and uh, now great-grandfather Abraham and, and grandfather Isaac would talk about. I'm sorry, I'm messing up the story. <laughs> that was Father Isaac. Right. <laughs> but the point is that Jacob wanted that. He wanted that blessing to be the one whom the Messiah would come through he, uh, to keep the the religion of Abraham and Isaac alive. Right. And so there was a lot of blessings that would come from the birthright. Now, how he got it, how he got that birthright, uh, he did feel bad about that later, about tricking Esau. Um, right. And then later, tricking his father into getting the blessing. But yes, it was a very, very big uh, thing to be the firstborn. There was a lot that went with that. Uh, not just the blessings, but the responsibilities and the legacy that you would uh, leave behind and the responsibility of keeping the faith of Abraham alive. Right. So that is how I would answer our brother's question. What was the blessing that that Jacob took from Esau? Um, spiritual responsibility, spiritual privileges, and a bigger share of fathers their father's goods. Which, uh, by the way, I might say that uh, in the end, Jacob didn't get that because he left his father. He, he left his father... Um, to go find a wife, and it was years, years, and years before. So Esau eventually got all of that, anyways. As far as the the, um, the material the material right. goods, the material goods. But he still kept the birthright as far as the spiritual, spiritual responsibilities and the privileges. Because that's what he really, really wanted. Yes, it did. Okay. Well, we certainly hope that answered our friend's question, and I want to thank you so much for calling. Thank you for picking up the phone and dialing in. Okay, now it looks like we are down to the last five minutes of our program. And, uh, you know, Jessica, if somebody were to pick up their phone right now and quickly dial <laughs> I can. I think we can have a question in five minutes. We can do that. But they have to call right this second. So... Don't don't hesitate. Do it now. <laughs> and, uh, of course, do it safely. If you're driving, please be careful. Okay. Well, okay. Jessica, um, why don't we take one more question that has come to us through, uh, through written form. Okay. It says, who created God at the beginning of time? Oh, uh, that question comes up so every, every, every blue moon. It comes up. <laughs> who created God at the beginning of time? That's the thing. God never was created. Right. The Bible describes God 
like nothing else can be described. Um, I believe it was in the book of Isaiah where it says, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Mm. Okay, now that means God has no beginning and he knows no end. So nobody created him from everlasting to everlasting. And again, in the book of Isaiah, it says that, um, uh, for I am God and there is none else. There is no God but me. And in other words, there was no one before him and there's no one after him because he is he always has existed and he always will exist. I know that's so big for our tiny human it's brains huge. to grasp huge. where really there's something that just always existed. Yes, yes. And that that's what makes God God. He is not a creature who was created. He is the creator who does the creating. And so that's what makes him different from everything else, different from all the false gods. All the other false gods, they had dads (laughs) and they were made. There was a time there was a time in there, even in their own mythology, where they didn't exist. And so that's just uh, that's what makes the true God much bigger, much more powerful, much more, uh, much wiser and just just the best <laughs> he's mm. just the best uh description of the of what we need a, in a god uh he is just too big Alpha okay and the Omega. it looks like we have a call and we need to take this right away so let's let's listen hello, hello. welcome to straight from the bible you're on the air hello are you in there hello you have a question for us sir you're on the air now okay <laughs> what's your question sir we have such little time so go ahead and ask your question in the New Testament, yes, it is written down the date of Jesus Christ died. The date that Jesus Christ died? Yeah, on the cross. Okay, that's a good question. We do know that it was in the Passover, and so that means it was in the spring. It was in the spring of A.D. 20, no, I'm sorry, A.D. 31. And so it might have been around this time, uh, like around March or April, we're not exactly sure what month, um, uh, in other words, in our Gregorian calendar, but the, the Passover is always celebrated in the spring, and in Jesus' day, it was the spring of A.D. 31. Um, forgive me for not knowing the exact date, but the truth is, if I looked into, into uh, ancient calendars and old history, I should be able to give you the exact date that Jesus Christ died. I'm talking about the month and everything. The month and the day but it was springtime of AD 31 sir that that much is certain that much we can know sir I am so very sorry that the answer had to be so short but we need to bring our program to a close but thank you very much for calling sir and thanks so much for your question you can call again next week Monday thank you okay, thank you God bless you sir bye-bye all right and with that with that uh, last question which we are so thankful for. We want to thank you for tuning in and listening in on our program today. And thank you for those of you who sent in your questions. And if you would like to um, uh, call us and leave your question, then you may do so. And we invite you to tune in again next Monday for another time of Stray from the Bible. This is Pastor Lewis Moffness. And Jessica Moffness. Saying good night. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Straight from the Bible. If you missed out on your question and would like to have it aired next time, you can also email us anytime to bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit them online at joyfmradio.net. 
or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us again next time for another edition of Straight from the Bible. Until then, may God bless you as you study His Holy Word, the Bible.